Well, hello, and welcome to the Fisher Poetry Podcast, a showcase of prose, poetry, and song written and performed by those in the commercial fishing community, mostly. I'm your host, Brad. Thanks for joining us today. Today's episode is from the 2023 Fisher Poetry Gathering in Astoria, Oregon. You'll be hearing from Fisher Poet Jeff Stonehill of Seattle, Washington, with an introduction by MC Elma Burnham. Jeff's performance was recorded at the Liberty Theater on Friday, February 24th, 2023. So, without any further ado, here's Jeff. Okay. Um, next, we're welcoming to the stave, stage Jeff Stonehill, who has fished all over part, different parts of Alaska, um, the Copper River, Prince William Sound, and then the Columbia and Grace Harbor down this way, looking for herring, halibut, and crab. He's run some fish buying boats. He says now he's retired from fishing, living between Seattle and Friday Harbor, but all those wheel watches, oddball characters, broken down boats, and big catches are still rolling around in his head, and he's gonna share them with us tonight. And if you haven't heard, he has a novel, The Last Great Wild West Show. So join me in welcoming Jeff Stonehill to the stage. Hi. Boy, this is sure nicer than trying to make your room look good on your computer, like we've been doing for the last few years. Anyway, I listen to these young people that are still fishing now, and sometimes it makes me a little, uh, feel a little like an old guy. But you can channel that old guy stuff too. And I'm gonna do a little bit of that tonight. This first one should really be done closer to Halloween. A little creepy, but the message is true, I hope. This is called Death Larson's Son. I had the perfect opener set. Low water at the marker sticks. The cork line lit with the fish coming out. Bobbers, splashers, and tail kicks. When a ghost gray skiff slipped out of the mist and set his net right above me. Fishing's barely opened, yet he's down to his plimsoll line. And now he's laced me cork for cork. Who is this nasty swine? The bastard must have fished last night, fishing on the closure. I'm a pretty mellow guy, but I lost my composure. I didn't have to raise my voice. His boat was just that close. I couldn't really see his face beneath the Helly Hansen hood. Who the hell you think you are? You're over the line and you corked me good. A baleful look from a skeletal face. Who I am, you will not wish to know. My blood grew cold, but I kept my bold. Look, just pick up and go. Empty eye holes, a death rictus smile. No, I think I'll fish a while. And since we're neighbors, let's be friends. You ask me who I think I am? Well, I guess that depends. Couple of centuries back, I ran a Nantucket whale ship in the Baja and Pacific. 
two years or more each trip, flens them out and boil the oil. The Portuguese and Maoris toil. Quiet nights in Ahab's cabin, I heard the whales sing of their families lost, their elders gone, but it didn't mean a thing. And when the whales were near killed off, I took the seals and the pribiloffs, filled my hold with seal skins, wiped out all their kith and kin. In those days, I was Death Larson's son. But now, the sealing days are done. I'm the bastard spawn of Poseidon. Blackbeard's blood runs in my veins, and when all your fish are gone, I'll be the one to blame. Every fish in every ocean, I'd say they're all mine. I'm the tragedy of the commons, the death of the fishery. These salmon belong to no one, so they all belong to me. Behind the markers on the closures, I take them however I may. The fish, fish cop tries to pinch me, but I always slip away. I don't just kill them for the money. No, I eat one now and then. Grilled, broiled, braised, or smoked. But to me, they all taste better poached. <laughs> and when you're crabbing, or long lining on a gloomy, foggy day, running your string, you may see a boat working the other way, pulling your pots, stealing your butts, not bothering to rebate, ripping you off behind your back, then scuttling off in a plume of black. But these are diverting child's play. You know I have far better ways than a fish trap or a can line to make a fish run go away. Dam a stream to grow potatoes. Kill a crick to mine for gold. Pour your toxins in the river. She'll carry your crimes down to the sea. The ocean takes in all our sins. So much greater than you or me. So you don't need to ask my name. Just look into your soul at the dark thing lurking, the old fish-killing ghoul. And then he shrugged and started picking. He picked his fish real quick. All those fish that should have been mine. But that thought kind of made me sick. And when he had his gear aboard and flipped his buoy in, he idled slowly down my net back to my boat end. These fish belong to no one. No one owns the ocean. So no crime has been committed. Swallow that emotion. Greed's my name, and it's my curse. All things live for me. And if I cannot catch them all, I'll be fishing for all eternity. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's a, that's a little creepy, but I don't know. I was in that mood last October. <laughs> uh, I got to slip a really short one in here because some of my friends I was having dinner with tonight, I was talking about this thing I wrote a few years back. 
about my old man, about my dad. Now, lots of commercial fishermen start out on their father's boat. They're mentored by a savvy old sea dog of a dad. I did not have that experience. This is called First Fish. The first salmon I ever saw, I must have been five or six, the aft half of a huge Chinook lay on the chipped washboard of our cast iron kitchen sink. Her tail hung over the edge, adding specks of gurry to the splatter pattern of the old linoleum floor. I touched the cold, slick scales with one tentative finger. The salt spray, stone fruit smell of it filled my head. I looked at my dad in awe. Mother's brothers, two farmers, calluses on their hands, had dragged him to Monterey for a half-day salmon charter. Fishing, he had scoffed. All I ever catch is a cold. A city boy, school teacher in a cheap tie. He didn't know port from starboard. But now, for me, he had become Queequeg. Ahab, the old man in the sea, squinting at a far horizon with a coil of line on his shoulder, salt rime around his eyes. You caught this fish? He snorted a little laugh. No, it was your Uncle Frank. He made me take home half. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Yeah, my dad's no longer with us to, uh, to, uh, for me to have to make excuses, but he had a lot of other attributes other than knowing how to tie a bowline. Well, I got this thing that I like to reminisce, and I guess I'm an old-timer now because hardly anybody even knows what a halibut derby was. But it used to be that big chunks of the North Pacific halibut quota was taken in a couple of two or three day area-wide openings where the whole fleet went all at once. This is called halibut derby. They don't do it like that anymore. I expect it's for the best. Now it's all done with quota shares. No three day openers anywheres. Pick your market, pick your weather, pick your gear when you want, whatever. But back in the day, a halibut derby was the ultimate test. Kicked your ass just getting ready. You went days without much rest. 10,000 hooks, 5,000 herring, baiting for half a week. Never failed as the day approached. A black southeaster began to shriek. Now your herring seining was 30 minutes of wild ass do or die. Spotter planes like pissed off mosquitoes dogfighting in the sky, playing bumper cars with a million dollar seine boat, skiffs crashing into the beach, a hundred tons set or else you got nothing. Big paydays just out of reach. Don't blink or you missed it over in an instant. Then you sit on the seine and cry. Salmon, on the other hand, a long haul trucker's wet dream. 
12 sets a day for a couple of months. But then you're a perfect team, setting it out, hauling it in. The crew's so bored, they're ready to scream. But they know the drill. It's the humpy quadrille. Pirouetting off some beach, one more swing. Yeah, that's the thing. Let the jimmy snort and the power block screech. But for unmitigated grinding, till you shed a shameless tear, try a 72-hour long line trip, fishing 10 miles a gear. She starts out blowing 30, but it's coming up, I hear. It wasn't so bad when we set them out, running downwind, you know, but how the heck will you get her back and get all those butts iced down below? You know, this rig is way too small for what we're trying to do. Got no business way out here, just between me and you. What the hell was the skipper thinking? He's got the halibut derby flu. Playing big boy with a 50-foot toy. Now he's got our tit in a ringer, then gets grab your gaff, pull your half. This one's a real humdinger. God, we sure are rolling. This rail's too damn low. Hits you right about the knees and overboard you go. Now I'm just as hungry as the next guy, but I'd like to get home and spend my dough. So Roller Man ties a line to the mast and then around his waist. Yeah, that's the thing. I'll lash up like brave Ulysses and listen to those sirens sing. Halibut is the old man fish in the clinket lore. And I really do believe it when a 200 pound barn door comes up like a dazzling diamond from down on the ocean floor and he gives me a look with those ancient eyes rolled up on the side of his head. But I gaff him aboard and he bucks on the deck and I club him until he's dead. You only get the single shot to make a derby pay federal guy would set the time and then he'd pick the day and when it's time to go she starts to blow but you go on out there anyway three days no sleep bologna sandwich and a gurried fist zombies with knives elbow deep in the guts trying not to slash our wrists but when those butts were thick on the deck it's a thing I wouldn't have missed. Thanks a lot. Great to be back. And, and thanks uh, for running the show here tonight. Um, and thanks to all the, the young ladies in the last set. It's so great to have uh, the younger, younger ones coming on up in the fisheries, you know, who the heck are we going to sell our permits to anyway, <laughs> if it wasn't for them? <laughs> that was Jeff Stonehill, recorded at the Liberty Theater in Astoria, Oregon on Friday, February 24th, 2023. Well, that's it. This one's in the tote.
The Fisher Poetry Podcast is written and produced by Brad Wortman. The theme music for this episode is courtesy of Mark Allen Lovewell and Molly Canole. If you'd like to appear on or have comments about the show, please send an email to thefisherpoetryarchive at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to haul the latest episodes into your net. The Fisher Poetry Podcast is available via our podcast host, Spotify, as well as Apple, Google, and Amazon. You can listen to our other podcast episodes, watch our YouTube videos, and join our community by going to thefisherpoetryarchive.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Come all young sailormen, listen to me. I'll sing you a song of the fish in the sea. Blow your winds westerly, westerly blow. We're bound to the southern, so steady she goes. 